This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday 88 Films Slasher Classic episode. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome, welcome to the show. Oh, this series, this series man, honestly, just it, it gets some sort of perverse weird joy of just kicking the shit out of you. Like just really just spitting in your face and then asking for money. We're going to get to it, we're on disc number 19 and as you can hear in the tone of my voice, I am... Not best pleased with this number 19. What a fucking crock of shit and waste of fucking money. Anyway, <laughs> how we all did? Hopefully we're doing well. Hopefully you had a good Halloween. That's what I'm, I'm kind of leaning back on. I had a great Halloween. So much so that the obligations that I had to actually put out content before this episode fell by the wayside. I was like, you, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my Halloween and I'm going to enjoy a couple of days after Halloween where I do sweet fuck all. Sweet F.A. And ladies and gents, that is what I did. And I'm returning to you on Sunday, the day of this episode, going at a monster recording session ahead. I've got this one that I'm recording Monday's episode and Wednesday's episode as well, all in quick succession. That is right. Ton of content coming your way. So we're going to start off with the bad and hopefully by the end of these recordings, I'm in a cheery mood. We'll never know until we get there. But there is a ton of content coming up next week for you guys out there. Uh, the delayed Jalloween episode drops tomorrow. That's your Monday episode. Three fantastic jallies coming your way in one beautiful Monday episode. Then Wednesday's episode will recap the final 11 movies from my 31 of October. So that's movies number 21 through 31. Some cracking movies on that list. I can't wait for you to hear about them. Thursday, we announce Movie Club. The choice pick for Charles Teapots, November 2019. So that is coming, well then, Thursday. You're going to find out what the movie is. Some people are already guessing, and uh, there's been at least three guesses that I've seen that are spot on. So if you are the person that guessed that, chances are that you are ready to send in your review, and I look forward to reading it on the show. But that's not the end. So on Friday, we drop another special bonus episode covering Doctor Sleep. I'm just in the house from seeing the movie. I have a lot to say about it. So that bonus episode will be coming out on Friday. And then, ladies and gents, we will swing into another Sunday episode just for you out there. It's the Arrow Video Assortment. And if memory serves, I think we're covering a little movie called Driller Killer. Very much looking forward to getting into that one as well. Okay, shall we do this? Shall we get into the fucking abomination, which is this number 19, it's Scalps from 88 Films, and their quote-unquote slasher classic range, which 
I mean, we've, de- we've denigrated those words to, to such a level now that just fucking it. Dog shit in a bag is a slasher classic, according to Eight Thumbs. Why are they doing this to me? Their Italian collection's fucking amazing. Like, actually amazing. I've given it two five stars in the last six weeks to Italian collection movies, and I'm about to give out the lowest grade I've ever given out on a, a Sunday episode momentarily which you're going to hear right after promos for shows that I love and then the trailer if there's one that fucking exists for this piece of shit scalps we're right back to discuss it right after this want to learn more about horror directors with a lighthearted look at three of their movies meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo discover horror films that are classics and others too there's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher one of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me the trilogy of terror podcast where we try three times harder to give you the willies she did not know she was calling evil spirits of the past they did not listen to the warnings before digging up the sacred ground of the dead Scalps. Now they have awakened a terror unknown. She's next. You'll all die if you don't stop. We must leave. We must. All dead. And then they became part of the land. Enter a bizarre new world of unspeakable horror never before shown in a motion picture. Black magic will surround you. Look. Blood. And it's coming from nowhere. Your blood will run cold. Alan! Alan! Where are you? When the dead walk the earth, the living must die. Scalps. 100 years of hatred uncovered. It's drums. Drums and chanting. Let me in. Spirits tormented in death ravage cruelty on the living. Where is it coming from? From hell. Hold your head in fear that you are next. The only movie that you may not be strong enough to watch to the end. Scalps. Never disturb the graves of the dead. Rated R. No one under 17 will be admitted without a parent. And welcome back. So you just heard the trailer for Scalps. This is disc number 19 of the 88 Farms Slasher Classic Collection. This is what it says on the old blurb on that 88 Farms website. It says, a cut above many 80s slasher classics, 1983's Scalp mixes splatter action with the supernatural when a group of college kids begin digging around an old Native American burial ground. 
Suffice to say, a spirit by the name of Black Claw was enjoying his sleep and does not react well to being disturbed. A slaughterthorn that serves up plenty of plasma spillage and teen <laughs> trepanning set pieces, dear God, Scalps has been unavailable in the UK since the days of rental shops. As such, 88 Films is proud to bring back this low-budget terror totem in a terrific new director-approved HD scan that will surely have tribes of horror fans hollering in happiness. The special features are a 2K scan of the original negatives with censored scenes restored via tape sources. Brand new audio commentary with the director Fred Olin Ray. Original 35mm theatrical trailer. Remembering Scalps, a new 22-minute retrospective featurette with Richard Hench, Frank MacDonald, Chris Olin Ray and Fred Olin Ray. Justin Kerswell on Scalps, a slasher expert's view, 88 Farms trailer reel and a reversible sleeve with the original poster artwork. The technical specs on this one, region locked B, picture format is HD 1080p 185.1, the audio format is LPCM stereo, uh, only English language on this one, certification is 18 and the run time is an hour and 22 minutes. Right, let's just get this out of the way. Scalps is fucking rank. I mean, just a really, really, really bad movie. And and I, I'm not even saying that, like, there's a, a, a part of me that enjoys really, really bad movies when it's something like Blood Feast, for example. Blood Feast is a great example of a very poorly acted poorly crafted, kind of gory, nasty, weird, strange little movie, which gets in, gets out, and I love every second of it because it is like watching someone trying to learn how to put a movie together but not quite sure what they're doing. But that movie knows that it can lean right back on the fact that you don't have to wait a long time before you get the gore. No one, no one has obviously even remotely considered that when working on the project. Scalps. Scalps' biggest crime is you have to wade through almost an hour of fuck all happening, like fuck all happening, before this start. I put a little timer on this one. It's about the 47th or 48th minute. Things start to take a sinister turn and you are stuck with, like, not even mediocre acting, like, terrible actors, um out in the hills, out in the middle of nowhere, being poorly shot because the transfer on this one is fucking awful. It is honking. It is rank. It is like a waste of... Why commit a 2K scan of this? It doesn't look any better than it would have on VHS. It blows my mind that anyone has spent money on this one. It blows my mind that I've spent money fucking buying this, right? I'm enabling this. But this is essentially what you get with this movie is like, like just really, really poor cinematography, like awful cinematography. Um, no clear idea of when things are going to kick off. Not enough about the mythology. The mythology to me is the exciting part. It appears that this movie may have been a bit bastardised um, before its release. And if that is the case, I kind of feel sorry for Fred O'Reilly, but then I have seen other projects of his that maybe are not as poor as this, but aren't much better. So I think, you know, I hide behind that excuse for a little while. Um, the, things, the frustrating thing about this movie is some of the death sequences are actually fucking great for the time period. There's a throat slit which looked realistic as fuck. Um, there was a scalp which, well, a scalping scene, which was done 
pretty well. Some of the creature makeup is kinda good. The animatronic cat head, which does with its top lip what the rock does with his eyebrow, um, is overused in this. It's pretty naff. It's like he's like a shape rendered Thundercat. Um, so you've, you've got that. So the little bits like that where I was like, this is kind of. Right, this is at least doing something, but it is surrounded. It is not only bookended, but it is surrounded in a quicksand pile of bad filmmaking, bad acting, monotonous or repetitive score. The score in this one is synthy and it's ominous and it just continues and continues. To me, the exciting bit is the stuff about the Native American lore and I really feel they should lean into that more especially for the time period, it kind of, it says a lot, and I obviously don't know, I don't know Justin Kershwell at all, I would love to speak to him, I find his book fascinating, I actually really enjoy um, his slasher book, but it appeared to me that his uh, little critique of scalps had been cut in such a way where they cut out certain words like bad, <laughs> like the way it's bad, awful, Amateur, you know, like these words feel like they were on the tip of his tongue, but then we get a cut to see of someone doing something and they're returned to him talking. Uh, he didn't actually have it's a 10 minute segment, it's like a 10 minute interview, and he goes back to repeating himself quite a lot in those 10 minutes. I think mostly because I think he he's even trying to find a lot positive to say. He covers a lot of the points in fairness that. I cover that some of the effects are kind of cool, the the kind of setup is kind of interesting, but out with that there is nothing in Scalps to hang your hat on at all. It is a colossal waste of time. It feels double the length as well. That opening 40 minutes felt like it went on forever and ever and ever. It just kept going and going and I, I, I could not get my head round when things were going to take the turn. I love the idea of the spirit jumping body though, that to me is kind of cool. Had they just done that more, this movie could have been salvaged somewhat, even with its poor cinematography. The thing about the cinematography is, like even by 82 or 83 standards, this is bad. By 70s standards, this was bad. I don't understand, like, what was going on with it. It's clearly a very, very, very cheaply made movie. And it shows, it shows it seems. The further I went into it, the more frustrated I got. And then it picks up pace, it, like from about the 50 minute mark, it's like, listen, we've only got 30 minutes left, let's give you a kill. And that kill was kind of good. I, I thought that was kind of interesting, even though they're splicing back in some of this restored tape stuff, which, I mean, is a gnarly effect to see. I mean, directors spend a fortune nowadays trying to render certain kill effects with that kind of grindhouse gnarly effect. So the fact that this is a natural one, it's kind of cool, it's kind of quirky, kind of kitsch. But we get that kill and then it's like, you know what? 10 minutes of people running around and I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. We, we only have 20 minutes left. Give me something, please. And then it condenses what could have been suspenseful and interesting, like last 40 minutes into 10 minutes. And some of the deaths are not terrible, some of them are ham-fistedly acted to the point of Dear God Almighty, I can no longer see your elbow, that's how far your arm is up the ass of ineptitude. But there's a really cool shot, it kind of mimics the end of Friday the 13th, where there's a guy sitting in a truck and the creature jumps out from behind him with a bone 
and hits him in the side of the head. It's all done in slow motion, but as soon as it connects, the blood starts spilling at his mouth. And I thought that was really, really, really well done. The whole effect is kind of cool. It's done with very little money. It works, so it's effective. But then we're back to shit. Um, and then it just continues on to the end of this movie, which I can't give two tiny rats asses about. This movie is a shambles. And what's worse, right, what's even worse is, this is the sort of movie I can imagine just having a bit of luck on VHS. That's what a movie like this is made for. Quick, get it out on VHS, make some money off the rental, go off and pay for the next project. But 88 films are like a cut above many 80s slasher classics. Now you put slasher classics in brackets, which makes me th think you're talking about this collection. I can tell you right now, this has set the bar very low for this collection. Is you know, is maybe the worst transfer I've seen on one of the, the film's collections. And I've said before, if you cannot clean it up to the point that it looks semi-modern, if it still looks like it did on VHS, then get rid of it. I mean, the whole purpose of this medium is to allow the opportunity to not only see movies you might not have been able to see, but see them in a better quality, like a refined quality, which gives you a new appreciation for the work behind it. I mean, rendering to 2K is supposed to show you where the great cinematography was. You know, it's, it's supposed to bring things out, brighten things up, give clarity to the filmmaking behind it. It's not worth just dumping it on a Blu-ray and, and, and I'm sure someone has cleaned this up. But it doesn't look any better. It, it just looks pretty naff. And from my perspective, it's just a waste. I mean, if this is because people have never been able to see in it, then I can kind of see it to an extent. To me, this is the sort of thing you shove out in a stream, stream, I can't even say that word, streaming channel. 88 Films creates their own little streaming channel and puts this one directly out there and does away with the physical copy. I don't see how this merits a physical copy, a physical release at all. It doesn't bring anything to it. The special features are interesting enough, but not worth the price of the disc. And that's weird because sometimes I've said, right, the movie's not great, but they've got this cool special feature, so it's probably worth chucking a tenner at it. This is not even worth chucking a tenner at it to get this. I mean, Justin Kerswell writes books, read his books. And save yourself that. If you hear Fred Henry kind of moan a little bit about this project, but you, you made it, buddy. You made it. It's cheap, it's nasty, and it's now in a format that we can see how cheap and nasty it actually is. Yeah, this, this, this is the, like, it's my least favourite one we've come across. I didn't think we would get here. I actually thought we were starting to get of a fairly interesting ilk. Um, but that's not been the case. This one definitely is the worst one in the collection thus far. As it stands just now, Nail Gun Massacre has low score in this series with 0.5. And I mean, I wish I could retrospectively bump that one up to one because I don't feel... I mean, this is the epitome of a 0.5 movie. I like some of the special effects, but I, I'm, I have to stick true to it. Zero, fuck this movie. Um, this movie gets a zero from me. Even with the cool, gnarly special effects, just show me that. Um, waste of money, waste of time. And that is all I have to say about that. Right, I'm going to take a very short break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And 
Lynch, you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your 88 film slasher classic collection series of reviews. We're looking at disc number 19, at Scalps. Coming up in three weeks' time, we turn our attention to disc number 20, which is Driving Massacre. According to the website, it says thus, A year before, the slasher boom really hits its stride with John Carpenter's legendary trendsetter Halloween, there was Drive-In Massacre, an early slice and dice prototype that is finally achieving its rightful reappraisal courtesy of a brand new two-key scan from the splatter movie Addicts at 88 Films. This worldwide HD debut indicates that Drive-In Massacre was in many ways ahead of its time. Spinning a sleazy story about a clueless police investigation into a madman who is carving up, carving up spectators at an outdoor cinema across California. Introducing the sort of giallo framework that the post-Friday the 13th teen killer genre will later take as its own, Driver Massacre was directed with the expert grindhouse touch of Stu Seagal, or Siegel, uh, the man who oversaw Marlon Chambers in Insatiable from 1980 before producing such hit TV series as Renegade. A lively and lacerating bout of lunacy slasher energy. The special features on this disc are a new HD transfer from two sources, graded at Pinewood Studios, bonus 61 minute TV cut of the film, the making of the massacre, an interview with the director, murder at the drive-in, an interview with slasher expert Justin Kerswell, theatrical uh, trailer, TV spots, the 88 films, trailer reel and reversible sleeve featuring the original VHS artwork. The technical specs, region locked to region B, picture format is 1080p, 1781, audio format is LPCM mono, language is English, certification is 18, this movie runs a cool 1 hour and 14 minutes long, that is a drink I wanna drink. Um, so yeah, that's what's coming up. A couple of bits in there can interest me, we're in the 70s for a start. Um, and the grading at Pinewood Studios makes me think that the quality is actually going to be pretty good on this one So, and this is a movie I've never heard of so I'm kind of interested to see where that goes so I'll be coming up in three weeks time there's a much other ways to check out podcasts under the stairs as always I say come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts subscribe to the feed that way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content leave us a rating and a review it's the best way to support us on that platform you can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio SoundCloud Google Play TuneIn and of course Spotify you can visit our website it's teaputzcast.com if you want to buy merch like posters or pins that's teaputzcast.bigcartel.com and why not swing across and check us out in the Facebooks if you want to join other listeners chatting about horror and the show. That's a group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. Uh, alternatively, if you only want to know as and when the shows are dropping, occasionally check out a live stream like a Thursday Thursday then, ladies and gents. That is simply accessed by going to facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. You can interact with myself and the bands on the twin prongs of social media sex. This Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at tputzcast. Check us out in the Flick Chat app at social media for podcasts and listeners alike. Best way to reach out and get in touch with us. Not only can you listen to the shows directly through the app, but the app's free for Android and iOS users. Our join code is TPUTCAST. And uh, yeah, we have a whole series of different message boards over there dedicated to the sub-series of the show. So there is one that deals directly with the Slasher Classics collection. So come across and let us know your thoughts on 
Yeah, it's the best way to chat. That's a great fucking app that is. That is the Flick Chat app. The podcast under the stairs will return tomorrow for you with a little Halloween. Oh, that's right. We are talking the fifth chord, ladies and gents. Finally getting to talking about the fifth chord. Uh, the case of the bloody iris. Let's talk about that one as well. What do you think? I think that sounds like a good fucking time. It's about time we got to that. And all the colours of the dark. A little bit of Sergio Martino to tickle your nipples. Um, so yeah, tons of shit coming up. Uh, and a busy week ahead of us. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. Hey.